This is Southern Tier Close-Up on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF.com. I'm Kathy White, and this is the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of this station. Joining me from the Vines program is the director, Amelia LaDolce. Is that correct? Yep. See, I never know because, you know, I pronounce things the way they are in music. and. <laughs> And some people, no, that's not what you never know. Hey, hey yeah. we have had one heck of a summer, have we not? We really have. And everybody's out there gardening this year. Yeah. I mean, that is one thing that is, if you want to say, an upside of the whole when the COVID hit the fan was a lot of people discovered gardening that never did before. Um, mm-hmm. With the VINES program, why don't we tell people, first of all, what VINES is? It's an acronym for something. Yeah, VINE stands for Volunteers Improving Neighborhood Environments. Um, we're a locally based nonprofit here in Binghamton, and we um, help people grow their own food and also access locally grown food, either by helping them garden or getting them connected right to uh, local farmers. How long have you guys been operating? Because I, you started pretty small. Yeah, we started really small um, just 13 years ago now. I actually. I can't believe it's been that long, but, um, and all grassroots, um, to start with all volunteer for the first, um, seven years or so, um, and just slowly grew as, uh, the demand, well, I guess maybe not so slow, but we kept growing as the demand increased and we, we kept finding different ways to meet the needs of our community. It seems to me that this started as pretty much concentrated in the city of Binghamton, and it's kind of like an invasive species. <laughs> What's that, creeping Charlie stuff that I can't get rid of? <laughs> oh, I know. That stuff's terrible. But no, this is a good good invasive species. You guys have really... But we keep using all these plant analogies. I can't even... You keep branching out. <laughs> what communities are you in now? It started off, what, just in the downtown core area, and now you're in all sorts of neighborhoods, not only in Binghamton, but now in some other communities, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we um, we started our first two community gardens right in downtown um, on Pine Street and Columbus Park East, um, which is behind Columbus Park. And um, then at this point, we're, we have community gardens in Binghamton, J.C., Endicott, Endwell, and Vestal, as well as Hillcrest. And um, and our farm share program, which um, sells locally grown produce from, from farmers, is in Binghamton, J.C., Endicott, and uh, Whitney Point. Are you surprised how well-received this was? I think the if I remember correctly, and I don't remember a whole lot these days, but it seems to me that when things were getting started, it was kind of a, oh, yeah, that's nice. You're going to plant something in a vacant lot, and with any luck in the kind of, you know, asphalt, whatever combination of dirt, you might get a dandelion or something. It it seemed like there was a little bit of skepticism when it began, and it was just going to be something really small, and, oh, yeah, can you or can't you grow things in an urban setting to what it is now with so many locations. Does that surprise you? Um, well, I, I'm i not surprised by, by the growth of vines and, and, and the popularity of the work we do. Um, but 
there was skepticism at the beginning. And I think, you know, even one of one of the things that people are skeptical about was, oh, you're building community gardens in low-income neighborhoods. That's not going to work. And um, it's proven completely untrue. Um, it doesn't matter what income, like, you happen to have in your household. Like, people get good food um, and people want access to good food. And everyone, young, old, er- like, every background can find a lot of joy out of, you know, starting a, you know, putting a seed in the ground and, and watching it grow. There's something very fulfilling to, to people. Um, and so, you know, I think we just had to show that it could work here in Binghamton. And of course it could work here in Binghamton because it works, you know, everywhere else. <clears throat> and um, the, the local food movement has just, you know, exploded across, you know, the world um, in these last, 10 years because people are, you know, moving away from, you know, the overly processed foods and, and, and want to eat good whole foods that they, they know where it came from. Have there been any challenges this year with the pandemic hitting right at the beginning of the growing season? Some of the things in the past that you've talked about with the Vines program and the community gardens is the fact that with neighbors getting together in the same place with these community gardens, it helped with socializing and a better understanding of your neighbors and your neighbor situations and different social, economic, and, you know, community feelings. But now with their social distancing, but on the other hand, you're also having more people interested in planting. What kind of, what kind of challenges and, and things have you encountered this year because of everything that we're going through? You know, you'd, you'd think that, you know, with with everything we're going through, um, it might dampen people's spirits, but I think it, it has only just increased people's interest in gardening. Like you said, I mean, people just want something positive to do. They want to get out of the house, and gardening is one thing they can do um, in, in spite of everything. So, yeah, we had to decrease the size of gatherings um, so that we were safe. Um, but people were happy to, you know, go out to the garden in groups of ones and twos and get work done. Um, and as things got a little better, you know, we could have, you know, more people in the garden all safely spaced and, you know, with with masks on, of course. Um, but I think, you know, I'm... I'm on every single email list for each one of our 18 community gardens, and I've actually just seen more communication and more interaction this year than than ever before. So that, people are people are reaching out to each other and supporting each other in in just in different ways. Well, it's nice to have that community common thread too, when you mm-hmm. find people that share an interest, even if it's an interest you didn't know you had <laughs> last yep. year at this yep. time. Finding, you know, the people that have have been getting on the cooking websites and finding out how to use some of this produce oh, and, yeah. and how to make banana bread and zucchini bread and all that kind of things. It's, it's yeah. I've seen a lot of people that have been comparing their their uh, sourdough recipes and things. That oh, yeah. They, <laughs> that, who knew, right? The, <laughs> for most of these people, they thought that sourdough came from the store down the street and that was about it. Mm-hmm. The same with like things like squash and, and, and that sort of thing. 
Now that we are getting into the harvesting season, what's happening to all this produce that people didn't know how to grow to begin with, and now they're <laughs> they're getting this bounty from the nice summer that we've been having? What's happening to these vegetables? Are there a lot of people sharing what they've been growing in these community gardens? So the community gardens, um, what we do is each bed that a person rents, we have raised beds in most of them, um, and and then, you know, defined garden plots at some others where they're in-ground. And um, people, what they grow there is for themselves, but people do share. And um, we have had a really great partnership this year with Binghamton Food Rescue, which um, takes uh, excess produce from the farmer's markets and donations from home gardeners and other places and gets it out to the community for free. Um, they focus on... Um, the north side of Binghamton and also north of Main Street. And um, we had a, a number of gardens where we have um, a Binghamton Food Rescue representative who gardens there. And what they do is um, they reach out to their gardeners, their other gardeners, um, on a regular basis and ask, does anybody have any extra produce? Here's, I'm going to leave a cooler, fix stuff in the cooler, and I'll pick it up in the afternoon and we'll go bring it over to this location and get it out to folks. And people have been really good about that, um, about sharing their excess extra produce to make sure nothing goes to waste. That's nicer than leaving it on somebody's doorstep when they don't want it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there is an actual day for leave a zucchini on your neighbor's doorstep day. <laughs> yes, there is. Yeah. Of course you knew that. Yeah. Now, what is the difference between the community gardens and the urban farm? on mm-hmm. Tudor Street off Susquehanna Street? So there, at our urban farm, we grow food for sale. Um, so it's more of a commercial farm operation, but it is in the middle of downtown Binghamton. Um, it's uh, just over two acres at this point. Uh, we went through a pretty big expansion in the last year, um, um, adding on some growing space onto some FEMA land that can't be developed again. Um, so we... Um, we sell through our farm share program. And our farm share program is like a it's a veggie subscription program. So you sign up, and then every week you go to the same location and pick up your box of veggies. And you can buy from us or two other area farms. We've got 10 locations around the county, and you can join any time of year. So it's not like a regular veggie subscription or what people call a CSA where you have to sign up at the beginning of the season. You can sign up with us at any time. Um, and you can even change which share you get if you decide, hey, the share's, you know, not enough produce or too much produce. You can get a bigger one or a smaller one. So, um, so in in the the food that we grow at the urban farm, we grow with um, a lot of volunteer support and also the support of our summer youth employment program, Grow Binghamton, where we um, we hire local teens, and they work with us um, for six weeks in the summer and starting this year. They're also going to be working for us um, for six weeks in the fall and in the spring. So they'll be with us um, most of the year. Has that had uh, gotten any sort of impact from the virus as well? Um, I know there was a lot of people that were working from home. Have there been teens available to help out in the gardens? Yeah, absolutely. uh, We did have to decrease the size of our programs. We would have normally hired 25 youth this summer, but that would have been really challenging to have that many youth on site and, you know, be safely distanced from one another all the time. So 
we hired just six youth this summer and um and you know it was a smaller group but they got everything done they worked really hard um they enjoyed having um a little bit of uh i don't know a, a smaller crew for a difference just to see what that was like but they just they did miss you know the big group that we normally have but they they really worked hard and grew a lot of vegetables for our community this summer well something that's been available to the general public as well are farm markets we were a little concerned at the beginning of the season what was going to be happening with those as well but those were some of the first things that opened that were mm-hmm. deemed safe to go to and vines has had a presence at farm markets since the start of the producing season, I would say, what, about June? You mm-hmm. guys started showing up at farm stands. Where can people find locally grown produce that is also helping the Vines program, and where do the proceeds from these vegetable sales go? So we are, you're right, we are selling at the downtown farmer's market, which is now in its second season, um, and has been doing really good this summer. Um, it's right in front of the Metro Center. Um, and you can, I do believe you can park in the Metro Center parking lot um, after hours. So it's, you know, easier to, to get to. Because, you know, sometimes parking can be a little challenging. Um, a little bit, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> Especially once the students start coming back this week, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then also we have our farm stand right at our urban farm on Tudor Street. Our farm stand's actually on Susquehanna Street. So as we're driving down Susquehanna Street, you'll see... Um, you'll see our farm stand um, on Thursday afternoon, um, and all the proce- proceeds from the farm stand and farmer's market sales go back into our youth program. So it basically helps support our, you know, our effort to hire teens and um, teach them about food and agriculture. Are both of these locations going to be conceivably open till the end of October? Um, yeah, so our farm stand will keep going until the end of October, and I, you know, I do apologize. I am actually calling the last date for the downtown farmer's market, but they do have a Facebook page with all the info on it. You just look up um, downtown, uh, Binghamton Downtown Courtyard Farmer's okay. Market. And that one is on Tuesdays from 4 to 7 in the afternoon, evening, for people that are... Right are curious about that. Well, we are out of time. If people want some more information on the Vines program in general, where do they find that? So they can go to our website, which is vinesgardens.org, or follow us on Facebook, which is, you can just search Vines, uh, and you'll find us. Um, And um, if folks have any questions, they can always give us a call on our office phone, which is 607-205-8108. This has been the Southern Tier Close-Up, a weekly public affairs presentation of the station. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. I'm Kathy White for the Southern Tier Close-Up. Well, it'll impact the lives.